ora e te whanau, nau mai hoki mai ki Māori Millionaire. A big thank you to Shazies who are sponsoring today's episode. I'm stoked to be working with Shazies because they make investing easy, accessible and inclusive for everyone, regardless of how much pūtia you have. There's no minimum investment, so you can get started with whatever you can afford. Plus, there's no jargon, lots of brands to choose from. They even give you tools if you're learning, if you're just a beginner. You can download the app or check them out at www.sharesease.nz. I'll be sharing, <laughs> I'll be sharing a special offer for you at the end of this episode too. So, what is an ETF? Imagine if you're browsing through fruit at a farmer's market. You could fill your basket with pineapples or fill your basket with different types of fruit. Your basket might have a little bit of everything or it might be filled with the same fruits. ETFs, exchange traded funds, are like the different types of fruits in your basket. F stands for fund. When you invest in an ETF, your money is pulled together with other investors to buy into a basket of investments called a fund. Units represent your ownership of a slice of this overall fund. So while you may only hold one unit in a fund, that one unit represents a holding in all of the underlying investments of the fund. ET, exchange, <laughs> exchange traded. ETFs are listed and trade on an exchange like the New Zealand Stock Exchange. So why would we invest in an ETF? Well, ETFs help to diversify your investments by spreading your money across lots of different things. Investing in only one company means your portfolio is dependent on the performance of that one company. If your money is spread across lots of different investments, your overall portfolio is less likely to take such a hit of one of your investment loses value. Of course though, you could do this by buying lots of individual investments, but ETFs let you do this all in one go. Diversification, put simply, is not putting all your eggs in one basket. But let's take a closer look at the benefits of diversifying your portfolio. There are different dimensions of diversification. Just like a shape has length, width and depth, your investments can leave different dimensions as well. Here are a few key ones to get you thinking. 1. The number of things you invest in. For example, lots of investments, one investment or somewhere in between. 2. The geography. For example, investing some of your money in companies in New Zealand and some of your money in companies overseas. Sector. A group of companies in the same general sector. For example, the mining sector. By investing your money in different sectors, you're reducing the risk of big changes in one specific sector. For example, the price of minerals goes down and the mining sector takes a hit. The last one to consider is the kind of investment, also known as the asset class. So there are different types of asset classes, for example, shares, bonds, or cash deposits. I love to use numbers. One way to diversify is to identify in a bunch of different investments. For example, you can invest a little bit of money in each of the top 50 companies on the NZX. If you did this, you would be diversified across 50 different companies. Diversifying geographically. <laughs> geographically. If you wanted to be a bit more diverse, you could diversify geographically, <laughs> geographically as well. 
You do this by investing in things in a variety of different countries or regions. This approach helps to spread your risk and lower the chance that your overall portfolio tanks during the ups and downs of regional economies. For example, the USA's economy might dip a bit, while Australia's economy trucks along with no problems. Or the other way around. If you are invested in things in both regions, your overall portfolio takes less of a hit when one region's economy is impacted. These are all kinds of exchange-traded funds that specialise in certain areas or countries, so you could distribute your money across a couple of these. On top of that, there are ETFs that specialise in very large areas, like the entire world. If you invested in one or two of these funds, your portfolio would typically be geographically diverse. You can also diversify by choosing certain sectors in the economy. For example, you might buy some shares in an electric company, some shares in an airline, and some shares in a construction company. By investing across three different sectors, you're spreading your risk. That way, if something were to happen in one sector, you'd still have investments in two others. Investing in a variety of funds like this gives you diversification across sectors, which means your portfolio is less likely to be overly exposed to the things that affect those specific sectors. If you invested some of your money in an ETF that specialises in the property sector, and the property in general took a nosedive, your overall portfolio is likely to take less of a hit than if you invested in other unrelated sectors like resources, water, or something completely different. Then there's asset classes. Every investment in one is one asset class or another. The easiest example to think of is shares and bonds. Shares are one asset class while bonds are another. They are structured differently and they give different returns. Asset classes around the world sometimes move as a pack. So while investing in shares in different companies, regions and sectors protects you from individual movements, it doesn't protect you from global dip in all shares. One way to reduce your exposure to a single asset class is losing, losing value is to invest in another asset class as well. For example, splitting your portfolio across shares, cash and bonds. This gives you an extra layer of diversification because bonds play a regular income where shares can be much less predictable. So this all sounds really good, but what's the catch? Diversification is ultimately related to risk. The more risk you take, the bigger potential returns you can get, but the higher your odds of losing your money are. Diversification is similar. Let's say you invest all of your money in one single company. If that company does, does really well and doubles in value, you may get a really great return. But if that company goes under, you may lose everything. So where to from here? By adding different dimensions to your diversification, you can reduce your risk more than you would by just investing in a, lots of different things. The trick is to look at your investments and ask yourself how each one would respond to the same event. What would happen to your portfolio if the New Zealand economy had some problems? Or if oil went up in price? Or if there was a global share price decline? What would be the impact of added regulation, war or a global national pandemic? And so on and so forth. Think of some big picture scenarios and ask yourself how that affect your investment. 
then if things are looking unbalanced, take some steps to balance things out. That's how you can use the different dimensions of diversification to make your investing even more valuable and put you in a better position in the future. Now, earlier we spoke about what an ETF is and why ETFs can help diversify your portfolio. Now let's look at some of the other benefits of an ETF. The first one is transparency. Because ETFs are listed on an exchange, the unit price is updated throughout the day when the exchange is open for trading. Liquidity. As well as price being updated more regularly, ETFs are also available to be bought and sold at any time the exchange is open and the investment is trading. This can result in the ETF becoming liquid, which, reverse, <laughs> which refers to how quickly and easily an investment can be turned into cash at its market price. Ultimately, it comes down to how easily a buyer and seller can come together and agree on a price for the trade. Index versus active. So the investment as an ETF aren't chosen at random. They are, de they are designed to follow a set of rules and conditions. ETFs generally fall into two fund management styles, active or passive investing, which in turn create index ETFs and active ETFs. So, index ETFs try to match or track the performance of an index by investing in things that are included on that index. These ETFs fall under the umbrella of a passive investing strategy. This passive approach means index ETFs tend to broadly follow the movements of an industry, theme or the overall market depending on the focus of the index and how closely the ETF tracks on the index. Keep in mind though that not all index ETFs are the same, even if they are tracking the same thing. With active ETFs, fund providers actively pick investments based on their own criteria. An index might still be used as a genuine guide or benchmark, but there, there will be analysts actively managing what's included. Active ETFs usually come with increased fees to cover any additional fund provider costs, like salaries or research. So what ETFs can I invest in? Well, across the fund management styles, there are thousands of ETFs you can invest in, including a broad market index ETF. This tracks an index across an exchange like the NZX50 or S&P500, attempting to mirror the performance of the overall share market. Thematic ETFs are focused on a specific theme, trend or sector. Whether it be renewable energy or healthcare, the list goes on. These can be actively or passively managed, selecting investments or tracking indices that meet a certain criteria. ESG A subset of thematic ETFs are ESG. ESG stands for Environmental, Social and Governance Funds. These provide an opportunity to invest in responsible companies across the industry, country or asset type. Some even focus on specific areas of responsible ESG practices like clean energy or women-led com companies. Some are passively managed, tracking an ESG index. Others actively include investments that meet a certain and reasonable standard or track a larger index and then exclude companies that fail that standard.
Now that you know ETFs work and how they can help diversify your portfolio, you can take a look at whether they make sense for your portfolio and broader investing strategy. Do your due diligence and check the fund's product disclosure statement before you invest. It'll include information on what index, sector or asset the ETF return aims to replicate, the fees and costs, the risks of investing in the ETF, how to complain if you have a problem with the ETF. You can also check the monthly and quarterly reports for a glimpse of the fund's holdings. If you have questions about the ETF, you can contact the fund provider or speak to a licensed financial advisor. You can also check recent market announcements on the exchange's website for new information on, ET on an ETF. If you haven't already started investing in ETFs, now is a great time to do your rangahau and learn more about how they may be able to benefit you. But for now, but for now thank you to everyone for listening in to today's episode. We have a very special offer for the Māori Millionaire community. If you'd like to try Shares, you can use the promo code PUTEA, P-U-T-E-A, for a $10 kickstart to your account. To sign up, download the app or head to www.sharesease.nz. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. T's and C's and fees apply. Check out the podcast description for more information. Now mahi kia katoa.